Hello, I'm Andy Ward. This is story number two in a series of however many stories I can be bothered to write. This is Julian the Unicorn Befriends a Shrub. Clippity-cloppity-clippity-clop went Julian's hooves as he plodded through the enchanted forest. He stooped down and picked up an apple with his teeth. His sharp unicorn fangs made light work of its crispy skin. Julian found it refreshing, and the apple juice reinvigorated his bouncy unicorn energy. He skipped merrily through the forest, singing his happy song as he did. It was something about apples and the taste of glitter. Nobody really knew. Very few mortals had ever encountered Julian, and those that had had been so confused by the whole experience they thought they must have imagined it. Julian loved being a unicorn. He felt special, like Thornton's toffee. His life revolved around apples, and running so fast that his mane blew backwards. It was super fun, but at the same time it was kind of lonely. Julian didn't like to think about it, but he didn't really have any friends. He'd never met any other unicorns. Julian had, had invented plenty of games involving apples. There was apple chess, apple roulette, black japple, bucker apple, pop-up papple. Plenty of games but they were all intended for more than one player. As such, Julia had never really had the opportunity to test these games to see whether they actually worked. He hoped they did. He was convinced that Pop-Up Papple could be brilliant, if only he could find a spring and a set of 75 cutlasses. This also presented a problem to Julian. 75 cutlasses were not easy to come by for a unicorn, Julian spotted another apple on the floor. He cheered to himself. What a brilliant day this had been, he thought, as he slowly skip-bounced towards it. Unfortunately for Julian, just as he stooped down to pick it up, the apple was seemingly stolen away from before his eyes. Julian made a distinctly inquisitive noise, not exactly sure what had just happened. He scanned the forest floor to see if he had simply nudged the apple elsewhere. Nope, he couldn't see it anywhere. How bizarre. Perhaps an invisible forest elk had snuck in and nabbed it at the last second. Yes, that would be it, remarked Julian. Julian's zoological knowledge was not brilliant. All other animals tended to scatter when they saw a unicorn, so Julian had never really had chance to study them. As such, he had had to invent animals in his head. As well as the invisible forest elk, there was also the water-dwelling elk, the fire-breathing elk, and the tiny, scutt tiny scuttling elk. Julian did not have much of an imagination. He could only think in terms of elks. He would write this apple off as a misfortune and continue to search around for more. Julian turned around and was about to skip away when suddenly he felt a tap on his shoulder. This made him jump. He leapt a good 200 feet in the air, as unicorns are prone to do, before he came crashing back down to earth. He picked himself up and looked around nervously. Was the invisible elk still here? He began to nudge the air to see whether he could reveal the elk, but could not seem to find anything. Then something slapped him on the back. He panicked and ran behind a tree. This was spooking Julian now. Then he had an idea. He would try to appease the elk with a song. He mentally ran through his repertoire of songs. There was the apple and glitter song the song about jackknifing a lorry on a busy motorway, the song about balloons, and the thong song by Cisco. 
He figured he hadn't sung this one in a while, and so from his position behind the tree, he nervously poked his head out and began to sing the thong song. No sooner had he got to the bizarre bit about having dumps like a truck than he heard a faint voice nearby. He slowly, slowly ambled out from his hidden spot, looked down, and saw a tiny plant singing about seeing that thong. In its tiny arms it was clutching an apple. Julian trotted across and sniffed the plant. It smelled like the Armani Code. This seemed strange. Julian nudged the plant gently with his nose. The plant stopped dancing and stared at Julian silently. Half an hour of silent staring passed before eventually the plant offered Julian his apple. Julian smiled, took the apple and bit it in half so that they might both share the apple. The plant and Julian both high-fived and sat down to tuck into their apples together. Over the next few hours of general chat, they became the best of friends. Julian let the plant sit on his back while he ran about the forest like a maniac. It was fun. As they were charging about like a unicorn and a plant possessed, Julian spotted something shining in the distance. He wasn't sure what it was, but it was very shiny. The plant noticed it too and encouraged Julian to go and have a look, and so he did. He and the plant slowly cantered across towards the shiny horizon. Seven hours later, they finally seemed to be approaching their destination. During this time, they both wondered where this story was going. Neither could be entirely sure. Nobody could. Still, the shiny thing was very near now. Julian slowly sauntered towards it, still unable to quite make it out. Such was its shininess. Then it all became clear. It was a pile of 75 cutlasses, all neatly stacked. Julian could hardly believe his luck. He made an enchanting unicorn sound and rushed towards the cutlasses, happily picking one up in his mouth. Suddenly he heard a growling sound. He turned to be confronted by the biggest winged elk he had ever seen. The plant whispered in his ear that this was in fact a magpie. Julian had no idea what a magpie was, so dismissed this suggestion. This was a flying elk. A flying, growling elk. He stared at the elk for a moment. The elk stared back at him. Then, suddenly, it grabbed a cutlass in its mouth and charged at Julian. Julian picked up a cutlass himself and prepared to duel. What followed was perhaps the worst fight in the history of time. Imagine a magic horse and a magpie attempting to utilise cutlasses with their mouths. It was pointless. Neither gladiator actually dealt any blows the other. At one point the magpie managed to sort of brush Julian's hair with the cutlass handle, but even that was a fluke. After half an hour of pointless bravado, both Julian and the magpie downed their cutlasses and sat down, exhausted. The plant brought Julian a refreshing cup of squash. What a good friend. But where the hell had he even found this? Julian lapped up the squash, bemused but thirsty. He looked across at the magpie. The magpie had no squash. This made Julian sad, as he was a nice unicorn who loved sharing squash. Julian wasn't entirely sure at what point he'd entered a children's book, but it seemingly happened almost accidentally in the last few sentences. He nudged the cup of squash towards the magpie. The magpie smiled and took a sip of the drink. Then he made a very funny joke which everybody laughed at, but was in magpie language so could never be retold. It was, however, absolutely hilarious. 
It turned out that the magpie was actually a very funny character. He told them the story of how he'd come to acquire 75 cutlasses over the years, which was also an absolute hoot, but again shall be lost for all eternity. Julian, the plant and the magpie spent all evening telling each other stories. Some of them a laugh riot, some of them less a laugh riot, some of them borderline offensive. By the end of the evening they were the best of friends, which was kind of nice I guess. Julian was the most popular unicorn he knew now, and he finally had enough friends to play all the games he'd invented in his head. He turned to his new friends and suggested that they should all play Pop-Up Papal. They smiled and nodded in agreement. And so it was, as the sun set on the horizon, that Julian, no longer a lonely unicorn, the plant and the magpie, all gathered round and happily played Pop-Up Papal together. And it was rubbish. Really rubbish. Really, really, really rubbish. They all blamed Julian and he turned to drink. And that's the end of this story.